are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Well, it's a pleasure to be back. And where's summer? I missed it, right? We're pulling in on the plane, and I'm looking around, and I'm just coming. It's 95 degrees where I'm at in Sacramento, and I'm looking, and I'm going, are those like snowflakes? I'm not ready for this. So I get here, and we're driving, and it's starting to snow. I go, not in May. That's not possible. I go to Alaska all the time. It's not snowing there in May. There's Eskimos there. It's so funny. And you guys are all just like, yeah, that's Cold Lake. I'm like, why? (laughs) How many love the sun? Right? Look at you. (laughs) Pastor, we're here now, but when that sun breaks, (laughs) we love you. (laughs) And they're going to say things like, I'm not doing this to you. I'm doing this for me. (laughs) Going out and playing in the sun. It's great. Well, I want to thank you for that introduction and... I have some place to go with you today. Is that all right? When I pulled into town, the Lord started talking to me about renewal. And there's renewal in Cold Lake. There's a spirit of refreshing, a spirit of reviving, a spirit of beginning again. And a lot of us have been stuck. How many have been stuck in your life at times? And you don't know how to get beyond that. Today I want to talk to you about that. I want to help you get beyond some of these areas where you're stuck. I want to help you realize that you can make shifts You've been given the Spirit of God, that's the Spirit of liberty, and you are not stuck. You are not trapped. You're not lost. You're not least. And you're not last. But the enemy is speaking that. But I want you to hear what God is saying. How many want to hear that? God is assigning people to come alongside people and help them get out of where they've been. God is stirring the body right now, and those that have been just kind of asleep, those that have been weary, those that have been tired, the Spirit of God is beginning to stir them in a new way. I'm seeing them every day. They're saying, Pastor, I don't know what happened, but when you prayed for me and my wife that day, something changed. 
Something was awakened within me. When we have trials and we have tribulation, a lot of times we choose for part of us just to go to sleep. I don't want to engage anymore. I don't want to have to deal with that anymore. I don't want to think about that anymore. And we start just kind of drifting. God has not called us to drift. That's to be taken where the current takes you. There is a wind blowing, church. It's the wind of the Spirit. And there are divine assignments that you must keep. And you can't keep those drifting. Let me say that again. You can't keep those drifting. You have to be moved by the Spirit. There's momentum to this life we live. How many believe that? There's movement to this life we live. And when the enemy is operating at his finest, it is when we are not moving, when we're not being led by the Spirit. How many want to be led by the Spirit? I want to keep my divine appointments. I've had some unique ones lately, and I just want to tell you about them. I, I was taken to Colorado and asked to be um, a chaplain for a mining company in Rwanda. And what do I have to offer, right? So I'm sitting there with all these people, and all of a sudden the Spirit of God just starts moving, and people are being delivered, and people are being healed, and I'm just standing there going, well, Lord, what do you want to do next? He goes, I want to talk to that person. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to move. I don't know about you, but that's how I want to live my life. You're quiet. You're not saying anything. You're not doing anything. The next thing you know, God's giving you an assignment. Every one of you in this room right now, you're on assignment. Look at you looking at me like a deer in the headlights. Huh? Doesn't feel like an assignment. Assignments don't feel like assignments. Assignments feel like everyday life. And then God says, I want to manifest in front of this person. I want to manifest in this business. I want to manifest in these finances. I want to manifest in this, mission, in this missions. I want to manifest in this ministry. See, we're all looking for this great event. It's taken place. It's called the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The great event has taken place. The world has got us moving into this place where we're waiting for the next big adventure. And God says, you're on it. But if you're looking for something else, you're not engaged in what I'm doing. It is a time of renewal. It means to restore freshness, to restore vigor or perfection, to revive again, 
It means to make extensive changes. Some of us in our lives right now are called to make extensive changes. To stop some things that are going on in our life, to stop some things that we're doing. There are necessary endings in our lives so that we can have new beginnings with God. There are things that we have to stop. Sometimes we have to let go of that business. Sometimes we have to change careers. We have to follow God and obey God. A lot of us are stuck because we're afraid. But you have an anointing from God that breaks every yoke of bondage. And that anointing from God is not about what you feel. It's about what He says. We're being taught how to feel more instead of believe what God has said. I want to say it again. We're being taught how to feel more. You've got to, and I'm, I'm a psychologist, that's what I do. We're being taught to feel more. But every single person I deal with that gets free, it's because their belief system has been changed. Not their emotional makeup. I want to say it again. Our belief system needs to be radically changed. Can I say that again? Our belief system needs to be radically changed. Some of us in our lives have what's called learned hopelessness. This is my lot in life. This is what I was taught by my family. This is what I've been through. This is the way it is. Oh, no, it isn't. The way it is, is God said that I've made you more than an overcomer. The way it is, is that God said that when you come together and you touch and you pray and agree over any one thing, it shall be done by my Father who's in heaven. You're not stuck. If you are born again, you are not stuck. You are not trapped. You are not weak. You are powerful. But if the enemy, because of your wounding from your past, let me tell you something about your past, it's supposed to be back there, not up here. When our past is here, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Because let me give you the reason why. Forgiveness is for the past. Reconciliation is for the present. And trust is for the future. Trust is for the future. You have a powerful future, church. Every single person in here, you have a powerful future. Don't let your past dictate your presence, nor your future.
Church, God is ready to renew. He's ready to revive your finances. He's ready to give you back what the enemy has stolen from you. He's ready to multiply things in your life. You have divine assignments that you have to keep. I want to say that again. You have divine assignments you have to keep. Are you with me? All right. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life. Everybody say former manner. And is corrupt through deceitful desires. And be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. He has made every, Ecclesiastes 3.11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. He's placed eternity in your heart. Some of us need a complete overhaul. You can't be afraid of that. You can't be afraid of change. Because change gives you new choices. I want to say it again. Change gives you new choices. The Bible says, choose this day who you will serve. I'm making changes every single day. I'm making changes the way I think about things, the way I process things. God has me in this extreme change right now. God is renewing things in my life. God is changing the way I feel about things, showing me I can't trust my emotions. He's teaching me how to walk by the Spirit and not fulfill the desires of the flesh. He's got me in a very proactive place. How many want to be proactive? Turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. I just want to get into a text here. And I'll try to stay on point. It's the story about Elijah. How many remember the story of Eliza and the widow at Zarephath? Hear me in this, please. Why is the body of Christ so important? Because so many of us were hurt in relationship. And that's exactly where God's going to heal us. Is through the body of Christ in relationship. And if the enemy says to you, inside you, that I will not get close to anybody, because when I get close to somebody, I'm going to be used, I'm going to be abused, I'm going to be harassed, I'm going to be tormented... And that's what's going on in the spirit realm right now, through our emotions. But if we said this, 
if we said, God, you have somebody assigned to my life that's going to be mutually beneficial in my life, Lord, I'm ready. It may be a quick season. It may just be one word that you need, a word in season that will snap you right out of the place that you're in. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the word of God. So Elijah has prophesied. There's not going to be any rain. Or do except by my word. God sends him to the brook cherub to take care of him. Pretty soon, because there's no rain, everybody say no rain. The brook dries up. Then God says, go to the widow of Zarephath. That means testing place, smelting place, a place of separation, and... I have commanded her to take care of you. She does not have any idea that she's been commanded by God to take care of the man of God. You do not have any idea about what God is setting you up for. You got no idea right now, and that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to keep your past right here. So you cannot move in and live out the will of God in your life. She has no idea. We read the text, it says that she's gathering a few sticks. She's going to make a small cake with a little oil she has and a little flour she has left, right? She, God is showing us in the text what she has. Notice this. In the text, God is only using, and the man of God is only requiring what she has. I want to say that again. In the text... God is only using and only requiring what she has. Not what she doesn't have. Okay, you with me? But here's the kicker. Everybody say kicker. There's a kicker. And the kicker is, is that when this decision comes, I'm going to have to fight through the conflict that's in my emotions, that's in my belief system, that's saying, this is all I have left. Oh, church. Church. The man of God doesn't flinch. Did you notice that? He didn't do like we do. 
Oh, dear God, what? That's my provision? What are you talking about? No, he just went. Romans 4, 17. God, I know that you speak to things that are not as though they were. I know, God, that you've already seen this. God, as far as you're concerned, this is what you need to understand, church, and you don't get this. You need to understand that God has seen your life from the beginning to the ending. He's already seen the good things that are coming your way. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get you in the way (laughs) so you can have a head-on collision with his provision. So he doesn't say, oh God, you missed this. She tells him what she has and he says, hey, go ahead and do what you're doing, but make me a little cake. And bring me a little water. Well, this is all I have. Me and my son, we're going to eat our last meal and we're going to die. Okay, God, so that's who you are calling? You've commanded her to take care of me. That makes no sense. And you know what God says? That's me. I'm all over it. My signature's all over that. That makes no sense. Walking by faith makes no sense. Let me say it again. Walking by faith makes no sense. Lord, you're telling me to give up my last little bit here? I'm not telling you to give up anything. I'm telling you to release it to me. So she had to deal with her trust issues. She had to choose, make a choice if she was going to be obedient. She also had to do something. She also had to understand the power of generosity. Generosity will knock poverty out of the park every single time. Look at the widow's might. It knocked poverty right out of the park. God still speaks about it, right? It's still important. But what we do is we get this conflict that goes on in our emotions. And this fear comes, and then there's resistance. There's resistance to the liberty that God wants us to walk in. Because we have learned helplessness. This is the way it's going to be. This is the pattern that's been in my life. Oh, church, when you start standing up 
and you start moving into the place of renewal with God, and sometimes you got to make drastic changes. Everybody say drastic changes. Right? Look at verse 13. She tells him the whole story, and then in verse 13, Elijah says to her, don't be afraid. He didn't stop her from even how she was thinking. He didn't try to fix that. He didn't try to do anything with that. He just stayed with where God told him to stay. He didn't get ahead of God. He didn't get into all her psychological issues. He just stayed there. He says, go home and do what you said you're going to do. But look what he says. He says, go home and do as you have said. But first make a small, I love that. Everybody say, but first. <laughs> make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this, now here, this is the choice. At that moment, you can resist the Spirit of God. Or you can submit to the Spirit of God and see the cycle broken. So here's what he says. You do that, and then this is what will happen. Here's what he said. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up. The jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family, for the jar of flour was not used up, the jug of oil was not run, would not run dry, and then I love what it says here. In keeping with the word of the Lord, spoken by Elijah. It's time for us to get out of where the enemy has told us we belong. I don't know about you, but I want to thrive. I want to live. I want to feel the presence of God when I wake up in the morning. I want to feel the presence of God when I go to sleep at night. I want to know that when I'm making wrong choices and there's consequences for those wrong choices, that at any moment I desire, I have the power because God is renewing my mind to shift direction. Everybody say shift direction. Say it again. Shift direction. We have to begin to move into this with God. We're holding on and saying, oh, God, what you're asking of me is too difficult. It's not too difficult. It's easy. Everybody say easy. Say, why are you having me repeat these things? Because the enemy is telling you how hard it is, and God is saying, I've taken care of the issues with the hard things. All you got to do is obey. You obey me and you're going to find my power present 
to bring you into what I have for you. What about these divine appointments? Elijah's on one right there. How many believe that? He's also on an appointment with the Lord, but the Lord's taking care of him. He's meeting him there. How many of you, when you walk into a store or wherever you're at, you have to realize that your life is a series of divine appointments? Your life is a series of maybe just looking at somebody, you know, and just saying a word in season to them that has none of, not, nothing, no benefit for you, but it really does because give and it shall be given to you. It's you smiling at someone. It's you shaking somebody's hand. It's you taking that extra moment to pray for somebody. You must understand that you're called to be a paraclesis just to get next to somebody for a few moments to help them with their breakthrough. It's just momentary assignments from God but we're all getting in this place of we're becoming more isolated, we're withdrawing more, we're using the church and saying, I, I was hurt in the church. Well, if you were hurt in the church, I promise you this, you'll get healed in the church too. Because that's what God's doing with the body today. There are so many people being made whole. There are so many people being healed in church services today from scoliosis. There's blind eyes being opened, deaf ears being opened. There's children that are being healed. There's so much going on. And you know what the people are saying? They're saying this. This is the life of Christ. This is what I want to live. This is how I want to live. So God, if there's a word that you have for me for somebody, then Lord, let it come out of my mouth. Let me speak it, God. Let me speak that word in season so somebody can be called to life, so somebody's life can be changed, so somebody's life can be transformed. Because the moment their life's transformed, they're next to another life transforming that life. We've gotten weary and we've gotten tired in well-doing. And that's not an option according to the Word of God. It says, never grow weary. And we, I talked about this one time with the intercessors, but listen to me. It basically means this. It's not negotiable to quit. It's not negotiable to give up. It's not negotiable to give in. Because... You will reap if you faint not. In due season, your season is coming. The widow, her season came. Church, every single one of you in here, you're about to reap. There is a shift and a change going on right now. The Holy Spirit is, sh is shifting things. He's shifting things. There's a change coming. And you're not going to be aware of it. You're not going to be aware of it unless you start walking by the Spirit again. Let's just be honest. How many have grown weary? 
Let me see your hands. Let's just be honest, right? I remember the old days. Listen, something so significant, something so spectacular is about to take place that you'll forget about the old days. You'll forget about the old ways. You'll stop speaking the old language. And you'll begin to speak the word of the Lord again. You're not defeated. You're powerful in God. Amen? I'm telling you, renewal's coming. It's coming. Mark my words, it's coming. You go, oh, yeah, there's been all kinds of problems. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. I'm behind businesses, behind the scenes in businesses. I'm watching what God's doing with billionaire businessmen that are CEOs. I'm watching him call me into their offices, and I think we're going to have some kind of business meeting, and they get up, and they shut the door, and they say, I need deliverance. I can't do what I'm doing. My emotions are so tearing me up. When I'm in the board meeting, I'm intimidated by every one of those men in there, and I'm the CEO. Tears come down their face. I need deliverance. Can you help me? Well, as a matter of fact, I happen to know a guy that knows a guy. It's happening time and time and time and time and time again. Behind private doors. Are you going to be the next person? That God calls to go sit with somebody that's highly influential? Huh? And he shuts the door. You have no idea. Listen. I'm like the widow. I think we're there for something else. I have no idea you're going to shut the door. Start crying in front of me. And say the words out of your mouth. I need deliverance. But let me tell you what's happening everywhere right now. Large families that have businesses, billionaire businesses, deliverance is coming to their homes. They have money. What happens when deliverance comes to their home? They begin to redirect their finances into the kingdom. Hear me in this. It's happening. I've got several more trips where I've been called to go meet with these businessmen. And I'm going, God, what are you doing? And the Lord goes, ah, that's the only, all you need to know is I'm doing it. You ask too many questions. You're just right on the edge. Of your deliverance. 
Your emotions have been holding you back. But let your devotions stir you up. You're right on the edge. You with me? I've said that about 15 times. So I want to talk to you about something real quick. So I don't know how much time I have here. But I want you to get this. It's so important. We, as the body of Christ, need to move into something that in my realm is called conflict-free aggression. In other words, it's being moved by the Spirit and being conflict-free. There's nothing opposing us. There's nothing hindering us. We're aggressive because there's no conflict in obeying God. How many need to get back to that place? Where when God says, step out and do this, you do it. But you see, our emotions have allowed us to have a conflict. And I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about murder. I'm not using that word aggression in that way. I'm using it, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. Where we're proactive. And living this way begins to open all these spiritual doors in your life where all of a sudden you only had a couple choices to make and all of a sudden now you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this because the Lord's opening this, he's moving you here, he's doing this, he's shifting your finances here, he's doing all these things. We have got to get into this place of renewal and we've got to commit to it and start moving into it ASAP as fast as we can. How many would say this is what I need in my life? Honestly. Because what we've done is we've been neutralized by the enemy and we don't want to risk anymore. We don't want to talk to that person anymore because I've been hurt. Hey, that man, that CEO in that office, the last thing he wanted to do was talk to me. But the best thing he could have done for his life was talk to me. You are carrying a word in season for someone. You've got to deliver that word. You've got to walk it out. How many recognize there's growth in Cold Lake right now? And where there's growth, where there's building, there's life. God is moving. And we're all waiting for him and going, God, what are you doing? And God goes, that's not the right question. The right question is, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
How many today say you have conflict in your emotions? Right? You get afraid. You can't handle it. When God says do this or do that, you have this block that comes up and you can't move. God wants to break that yoke off of you today. God wants to bring you into a new place so you can be free. So you can begin to move your life forward in a way that it hasn't been before. How many want that? If that's you, stand to your feet. I want to pray for you. Some of us in this room are going to have to make drastic changes. Some of us in our finances, we're going to have to sell some stuff. We're going to have to make big shifts so that we can be free and not jammed up with debt, not jammed up with emotional fear and intimidation and all those things. We've got to make big choices. How many in this room are willing to make big choices? How many in this room need God to make some finance, help you with some financial stuff in your life? Let me see your hand. You've got to make some big, radical choices. You'll have to sell some stuff. You might have to stop doing some stuff. You might have to tear up some credit cards. How many struggle emotionally? You might have to set some new boundaries. You might have to stop allowing people to have access to your life like they do. But let me tell you something. You get in this place with God, and you're an unstoppable force. You get in this place with God, and you're moving with the Spirit of God, Listen, all over Cold Lake, there are going to be people saying, that man came up next to me in the supermarket line, did not know that I was at my worst place in life, had no idea. And put his hand on me and said, Everything's going to be okay. That's all he said. Ever since I was three years old, that's what I've longed to hear. And he said it to me in that line in the grocery store. And it totally transformed my life. It's time for you to be on your assignments. It's time for you to let go of some things. It's time for you to move forward. Would you just lift your hands up? We're going to make an agreement with God. We have to make an agreement with God, church. 
you begin to move out and you begin to live by the Spirit. And I'm telling you, this place will be so full, you won't even have room to contain what God wants to bring in this house. And this is a blessed house. God's blessing is on this house. So I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, it's time for change. And I'm ready to make changes. Lord Jesus, I give you permission to send somebody to come alongside me and help me carry out the difficult choices and decisions that I have to make. Lord Jesus, empower my life. And Satan, I'm giving you no further place. You've been stealing from my life. And I'm not going to put up with it anymore. In the name of Jesus, it's time for change. How many of you are a little bit backslidden? Let me see your hands. It's just time just to be truthful. You say, I haven't really been in that place with the Lord that I need to be. Let me see your hands. Just lift them up. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But it's your time. It's your time to come home. It's your time to be revived. It's your time to be restored. It's your time to be renewed. So would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I'm coming back. Forgive me, Jesus. I'm coming back. I give you my heart. I say yes to you. And Lord Jesus, I give you permission to draw close to me to begin to refresh me and revive me and restore me. Holy Spirit, help me right now. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.